Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 95. In this episode, we'll be talking about some WK Brewing recorded live at one of our brewing events, getting around that nasty overcrush keyword, and wrapping it all up with a Brewing Buddies. So let's kick it off live from one of our WKO brewing sessions. All right, guys, we are here with the KO King. Russ, how are you doing today? Good. Um, we also have a special guest on the show, our TO for Game Haven Sandy. How are you doing today, Brock? doing good um so what we want to talk about is it's a little bit of our continuation on what we kind of talked about our wko prep um because our wko is in less than two weeks it's on 24th so when when this comes out less than a week right um and we we kind of just wanted to talk about some of the teams we've been brewing and trying out um i'm going the boring route because i really want that invite with my with the yanti pure blood team and as we've seen tonight it's quick um, it's quick, and it beats me all the time, but I'm not as discouraged today. Yeah, because you're usually losing by what I call half a turn. Yeah. Like, if I had just whiffed a roll or something, I think the outcome would have been different if you had that one extra turn to go through. Um, so, I mean, so, like, what what have you kind of been brewing in terms of the WKOs? Uh, I was going with my collector at first, which I really like that team. But which, which, like, I mean, it is an efficient team. And then, so, so let's go with that one first. Like, what were the things that worked really well? So the collector, the, the idea of that team is you get, you use create food and water. So you buy create food and water on turn one, um, and, and chalkboard it. So you want to ideally get collector turn two. Yeah. So I, roll, energy on your create food and water again i haven't been able to play it i can't play it the way it's intended against because ideally ideally your whole entire bag should just be one create food and water die and all sidekicks right so you it the it punches on both turns so you have you get collector out you have uh foot ninja and boom boom boom, boom, super rare yeah um on your turn you buy Foot Ninja, you attack, make it unblockable with, with uh, uh, Insect Plague, plague yeah, global. The global, pay a mask. And then on your opponent's turn, as you're fielding sidekicks, you then on your opponent's turn to use um, Boom Boom, yeah, super rare. Do, so it's to deal one damage for every character you own in the right. field. So ideally, that's only three energy you're using. If, yeah, if and then you the have turns. you have all the the energy, and you're not so create food and water. Ideally, should work because you. You're not buying a bunch of dice. It's just sidekicks in your bag, so you just cycle like crazy. And then it, there's other pieces on the team. Um, I really like Earth X, Captain America. I think it's Captain America. It's the one that can't be blocked by villains, get four life, and then... It has underdog. It has underdog. Um, where it does some... So. What was the ability for the underdog? underdog? I only saw you make it work once, so that's why I can't uh, remember. It actually works really well. So underdog triggers... If there's underdog, you have the two characters with attack. You fill two characters with the combined attack of two. So what you do is you, on your, with the collector, is you fill that as soon as there's underdog. So it's a three-cost shield. You gain four life. And then if you've been able to do it, you have a boom boom and a foot ninja in the used mm-hmm. so then yeah, especially it, since the foot ninja is going to go unblocked right so boom boom fields then foot ninja goes and it's unblockable so it kind of triggers two characters into the field that are going to do damage There's a lot of fun and then green devil mask and is on there against uh control teams and how do you like that brock <laughs> Playing against that green double mask and just and then white tiger global, so it buffs my foot ninja and it can also trigger my the green devil mask for my opponent. 
I didn't care because it never rolled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you at least had the Scarlet Witch that yeah. would Scarlet Witch, yeah. I would say, is the one Slow piece I found out tonight for against Young. Yeah, I, I really I, like against like, it. Yeah, do you guys feel like that is that seems to be a little bit of a hidden gem for this round of WKOs? Is that Scarlet Witch, the common from X-Men, right? Yeah. That if when she's when if she's on the field, when she's active, your opponent, when they roll an action dice... If it is on its energy face, they can't re-roll it. And if it rolls on its action face, they have to re-roll it a second time. Um, the like, timing for that, I like it better than a shriek or something for anti-yanti because because it makes no sense. To, yeah, it makes no shriek. sense. Yeah, it makes no sense to blank right. the Scarlet Witch unless yep. you have kind of a more permanent blanker. Yeah, like in a blob or a, a, a shriek. But I, on my team, I don't have that. I use Kryptonite for most of my yeah. utility. For speed, it's really good because it's it a two cost. Hurts the. Yeah. It's three, but it yeah. it kind of hurts that that uh quick yaunty that attack and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and he was also use. You're also trying out the static too. That kind of had. Yeah. The, when when your opponent rolls more than one dice, they have you you deal one damage to a character. Right? Yeah, I really like that too. The only issue is. Level three, Yanti. Yanti. Yeah, any other levels, it becomes a little bit of a nuisance. I mean, for a while, I think I was just dealing you the one damage each yeah. time off the tune instead yeah. of anything else. And the timing of that is similar to Scarlet Witch. I really like it. Those two together were a lot of fun. Yeah, because I, I got to a point where I'm like, it doesn't make sense to buy any of these Kryptonites because they're blanking them at the wrong time in the game. Um, so, like, I, I, those were two key pieces that we, I don't think we've seen in a lot of WKO reports, right? Um, so, I think this weekend was the weekend we mentioned that's going to be interesting to see what other places are playing because it seems like the meta has shifted a little bit more from Yachty and more to control type teams um, where it might be a good chance for you to sneak in. So, Brock, you were playing one of the teams. So, you took up the mantle of kind of looking at some of the other teams that weren't Yanti and bringing those and seeing how they would fare against some of the teams we were brewing here. Um, and then one of them was a control team. So, how did you feel about that team when you're playing? With it? Yeah, I brought two teams from, I think it was Detroit WKOs, mm-hmm. the first and second place team, and uh, played both of them, one against Russ's, um, team, the collector team, and it was kind of a collector battle. Yeah, what that one turned out to be more than anything. That was a fun match to watch. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that was that was and, great. And I didn't know how to play collector really well because I never had. Um, so that was a learning experience for sure. But it was fun. Yeah, it gotta, that, it's got to be sweet to steal Russ's. <laughs> I was trying to bite my tongue. Yeah, because I was just sitting yeah. and like just. Go steal his foot ninjas. Yeah. He had Russ had I, like seven sidekicks. I was on the so field. focused on just controlling that I wasn't doing. I should have been the more aggressive team. Now without that Scarlet Witch, but that, th- helped, that yeah. those control pieces really suffer against yep. uh, that Green Devil mask. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because that's why you could never there. roll them. Yep. That's such a <laughs> just so dirty many card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really shined tonight. Yeah, and then you also you also had Nobby on your team. You know the yeah. one, I'm, so I'll tell you guys a story right now. So at the store we get prize packs. I've been hunting for this Nobby for for months now. Ever since it came out, this is the one super rare out of the set. I'm short, and I was and Brock. You know he hands out the packs, <laughs> and last week, like the two weeks before, he pulls the blob, the rare blob that I need because I yeah. apparently didn't have a rare blob until now. So I traded Brock for that, and then last week. He gets. I open my packs. I'm like, oh man, no Nobby. And then all I hear from across the store is Kevin. I'm like, no, no. And then he shows up, shows me and the I super rare Nobby. <laughs> I just. You had eight packs. <laughs> I had four. Oh man, the chase continues. So if you guys have a Nobby that you guys want to trade, uh, let me know. <laughs> um, but so how, how how did that fare? Um, I didn't actually use it that much because I won with the collector I, using his foot ninja. Because because that, really that was the that was the theme right for yeah. that for that control team because you have so many control villains yeah. that that nobby should be dealing damage but i don't understand why you would go with nobby as opposed to boom boom that's just me because boom boom is with collector they're the same cost and boom boom does for any for any so it includes the sidekicks you could do either really yeah i mean they're the same cost on yeah. if you have it or not yeah is what it comes down to right and then, but the reason you'd have it is for villain is packed. 
Yeah, I think that's, that's why they're true. using it's it. Yeah, it's because you would play that villainous pack and hope your opponent only has one or two villains at most, and oh, yeah. then everything else is. Yeah, and really, it's it, the cost is. Uh, it's the same with collectors. So yeah. your your view on costs is just <laughs> so out, out there. Like I don't. <laughs> Everything's uh, I'm wait, minus two. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for the day where it's like eight costs. <laughs> That's easy. You can do that turn one. Yeah. <laughs> minus two, and so you got to think. So this is what I realized with when I played your collector team because when I have my collector team built, I really focus on dice count. So I usually only have like 10 dice on there in case I face a collector and then it came back to haunt me because you beat me with my own things. So I would say be aware of that. If your team is built for collector, like if you're built to buy collector and go that route, dice count is very important because you're not going to, you don't need a lot of them, but if you have those punches that you're basically giving someone that has collector, be aware of that. Because you you want to, when you face blank a collector, you got to be able to blank, right? So you if you can avoid worrying about blanking a collector, it's good because there's four or five win conditions on there. Yeah. So. Um, and then so th- I think I mean that was kind of the main team you were playing with tonight too. And then while as we're wrapping up, because we're actually recording on an off night, we're recording on Thursday when we normally play in dice the stores. In the stores, tell, yeah. If you so. can't, if you guys can't <laughs> That's tell, true. That's why we managed to get Brock here because he has to be here right now. Yes. <laughs> um, so we we also you were trying this gold dragon ring of winter team. Why are you bringing the, that one up? The, just, as a secret. Don't bring that one up. <laughs> no, that is. Uh, so that's been something that has been. I've wanted to brew for some time. I've had it. I just haven't been able to get it to the table. And basically, it's three pieces that I was worried about. It's Gold Dragon, Ring of Winter, and Cube. And man, can you get that out fast, right, Rock? Turn like, two, so yeah. turn two, you're getting Gold Dragon out. Yep. I've realized I don't know if I need the cube as much as I was thinking. Like, you do want it for later. But Brock and I had to turn a game where... Granted, I rolled perfect and I drew perfect. Turn three, I hit him for ten with breath with just, just the three breath, breath weapon, weapon attack, attack seven. Yeah. Next turn, I drew Ring of Winter again, did the same thing, and it was game on turn four, just with Ring of Winter and Gold Dragon. That was yeah. it. No, yeah, no cube. So it wasn't even. Yeah, and you had all the energy that, to do each. Yeah. That was oh. I, like, I went outside. I'm like, okay, let me go get all the oh, recording yeah. stuff. I come back. I'm like, oh, we're done with the game. Yeah. Like, so what? Turn four. Ring of Winter and a six-cost dragon. Man, that's, that's brutal. I love it. I, I'm just glad the theory worked. Anything. Like, yeah. I missed my shriek. Yeah. And, was, and then when I tried it, it, it. it when I tried it against you, I was trying a different route, but I was always just yeah, turn away, that, considering that, it was the first two times I played it. Yeah. The, oh, the, I was really That excited. and I was rolling like I was Zach, so this is not... <laughs> I, I fear deep down inside I've used all my good rolls. So when the WKO comes up, I'm just going to roll double energy on all my... Like I said, stuff. I wasn't just beating the cube Yanti, but I was so close that I, I'm not as discouraged. So I'm okay brewing some. Yeah. I know I've talked to people and said I just don't worry about brewing against it, but I've been able to slow it enough that now I've, I feel okay. Um, and Gold Dragon is a six cost, which is a four cost with... So basically, five cost. This guy and his discounts. Mm-hmm. It's always been the discounts. But mm-hmm. and stealing other the, people. The, the, the only reason <laughs> he never but, talked about discounts with blue had, eyes because it, it happened to KO too he, at the same time. He has an attune. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's a great counter against Yanti because oh. it has eight defense when you bring it out on level three with with yeah. the Ring of Winter. So yeah, you have to be careful when you buy your action dice against it because if because with with the rare super rare Yanti, once you buy a character, all Attune characters trigger, which includes the red dragon. Mm-hmm. So gold or, the, dragon. or the gold dragon. Cool. I missed the red dragon, but <laughs> the gold dragon, which meant you can knock out my Yanti, which kept me from buying a max of one. So at most you'd take one damage because if I use the cube, same thing, right? Yeah. So I'd have to, I'd have to get a kryptonite, which is an action dice. So, so that became kind of. I think this, I want to second. It I don't over those. have the red dragon. Gold Dragon. I only have one die on there, so I might want a second one. We need to send you to another Tomb of Annihilation. Because <laughs> not only yeah, that's yeah. the thing though. If I face a collector, 
Man, I'd Ooh. love to face a dragon with a collector. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. So can somebody, Those were always awesome yeah, so, when so you face a dragon. And anybody coming to the Utah WKO, can one of you guys bring a dragon just so Russ can play against it? But he's not going to play collector now. <laughs> no, I don't know he's what conflicted. I'm going to play. He's but conflicted. My favorite, I've seen this look before. My favorite team that I have, I just know won't. It's just not Your control enough. by death is not fast enough? No, oh. fabricate to death. <laughs> His hawk and dove. Yeah, fabricate to death. I love that. Oh, that's a good team. So, um, before we go, what are kind of what takeaways do you guys have that we we kind of got from our testing from this week? Because we're doing a little bit more testing next week, but it's by it'd be a little too late for us to publish a second. I need on to it. play more. That's what I know. I would Learn say the nuances of all the new cards. That if your team is only built to counter Yanti, like. You are susceptible to other. Yeah, something things. can just come in and that's get your you focus. off guard. Yeah. yeah, you know if you if you have some of the control teams that we've seen, they're amazing teams. But if you face a Green Devil Mask, you're going to be in trouble because they can. Yeah, like how, wipe how would you feel if you didn't have that Scarlet Witch on your team and Russ had two Green Devil Masks just sitting there waiting to yeah to go I mean, off? That there's nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah, Other traps are witch. weird. I, I feel like we still, I think we talked about this last point. week, we still haven't tapped into what traps can do, and the timing is kind of weird. I really like it. Yeah, hopefully with the spoilers that we've seen, that traps may leak out into the DC and Marvel sets too because we've I, seen Fabricate leak yeah, out. Yeah, so we have. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, <laughs> and if you guys are asking what spoilers, shoot us an email and we'll share the post with you. I'm, I can't remember if we posted it on our Facebook page or not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... Um, how are you guys excited for the WKO? I, I know I'm excited because it's always for me. It's always a good time to play some dice masters and hang out with you guys, regardless if it's a competitive event or not. But I really, really hope I win this one because I really need this invite. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like, what are you guys' outlooks? For I this think WKO? so. I think there's going to be a lot of people actually. There's already like ten people signed up, and I know a bunch aren't yet. So I think just getting people out is going to be good from all over the state. Because there's such a community. Yeah, if, we, if we could get three in invites, I would even now. feel even better because then I don't have to get third <laughs> instead <laughs> of first. Can you guys tell I really want this invite? I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know if it's... I'm, it's creative around I don't wanna, too. Yeah, I don't want to say that I'm worried about winning. I just am excited to play in a competitive event. Yeah, and I to, know I'm going to face some Yanti teams and I may be salty that afternoon when... I'm a turn away, but I'm gonna really focus yeah. on not. Yeah, because to be I, to be honest with you, I if I didn't really want this invite this bad, I probably would be playing an infiltrate team because I just think those are a blast to play. Um, I think I'm yeah. excited to play different people. Oh, you're sick of us. I see how it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the last cool. competitive <laughs> event we had, it was us, right? Yeah. So I mean. So yeah, you guys should show up and make Brock happy because apparently, <laughs> he doesn't like. We'll and Russ, I, I'm sure we'll play each other yeah. again, but yeah. so full disclaimer, we didn't hold up a gun to Brock's head to be on the show, but you, you, I see the Not true colors. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much, Brock. Again, thank you for being on the show because we kind of grabbed you last minute too. Um, so I appreciate it. And you know, do you want to channel any of the other hosts or dis this is your chance right now? No, especially the ones that aren't here. Like if you want to make fun of Jared, this is a prime opportunity. He's always wrong. I know that. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. So, guys, thank you so much. Um, Russ, I know you won't be here when we record the rest of the segments, but we'll, we'll see you on the next episode. All right. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J and Ken. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Great. Um, so this is kind of a little bit of a passing priority um, full segment. So and, and kind of a new player segment, too, because I, I think we do get this question often. And I actually looked back into our notes. We discussed this as a win condition, but we didn't have like a full segment on how it could be how to defend against it, because it can be pretty intimidating when you're a new player and all you see is this. So we got an email from David and uh, he, he uh, so he's he sent us an email saying, I was wondering if you have done any podcast where you talk about strategies um, defending against overcrush. That is one thing which keeps me in games, and I feel like I'm not playing well defensively against it. Thanks, David. 
Um, so we, we're, we're going to kind of talk about how to defend against Overcrush, especially I think it's made a little bit of it. I, I feel Overcrush goes through its cycles. There's always like one card where I'm like everything, you know, everybody finds it's awesome. Like recently it has been the Warriors 3 because you can give three characters Overcrush, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I can see how it can be a little bit overwhelming for new players who are just getting into the game and, you know, they're learning about attacking and defense and, and defending and all these basic things and then somebody throws in an overcrush character that yeah. just throws that out the window is like oh well well you can block but you're still yeah, taking damage yeah, exactly if, if your uh strategy going into a game is to build up some kind of presence with any kind of control characters and your strategy is to chump block overcrush just ruins that whole idea it's just out the window yeah, I mean, you could get like a Scarlet Witch out. Or, I mean, if if you're planning on getting some control characters out, Scarlet Witch or, you know, like an Oracle or something, they have pretty, Scarlet Witch doesn't, but Oracle has some pretty decent defense, but against a big Overcrush character, you can't just let that through. Yeah, and, and, so you, and you're, you're gonna, losing your control character. Exactly. Yeah, and so for if so if you are a new um, new player, to kind of give you an idea, so the overcrush keyword is when attacking, if this character KOs all of its blockers or they are removed for other reasons, it deals any remaining damage to your opponent. Um, so I, I, w- I think the key to countering overcrush is paying attention to um, if it KOs all the characters. So this is where, you know, sometimes defending against overcrush, you may want to use more than one blocker. Yeah. Um, or making sure you don't remove it because I th- what was it that songbird where you can pay like a shield? No, no. no. So to remove it from field, you, you don't want to do that because that's going to make the overcrush yeah. go no, through. No, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But there's another songbird that if if you block with two dice of her, then she doesn't take any damage while she's blocking. And so you could use two to block one overcrush character and they'll live, or block two separate overcrush characters and she'll survive. So you won't take any of the overcrush damage. Um, so there are some pretty there are some good cards out there with good abilities that yeah, specifically are built uncommon to songbird yeah, exactly. she's a three cost shield like that's a really really easy counter to set up yeah and yeah. you know good thing russ isn't here i'd be telling you how amazing shields are and how you could build a whole entire team around well a lot of the <laughs> yeah. the a lot of the counters to overcrush are shields which is I don't know, fitting for the symbol, I guess? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's your shield yeah, against yeah. Overcrush? So so I would think probably one of the biggest ones, or at least the one that sticks in my mind, because you used it against me one night during a tournament that was streamed on our Facebook page, too, would be the rare Cyborg. Yeah, from, Cyborg was oh, my yes. first. From, from Green Arrow Flash, right? Man, he, he really hurt how frequently I was able to get that uh, the rare King Shark. Yeah. He... Totally messed that up for me a couple of times. That was my that set, Green Arrow Flash was my favorite set to draft because there were so many I mean, if there was like it felt like there was one good win condition, King Shark or Gorilla Grod. But then there's the cyborg. So if you don't end up getting that and you end up getting cyborg, you have a defense against it. And that's what when when we played that, that's what I always do is I'd look and see if I got the King Shark. I didn't because Ken always got it. No, I and, so, yeah, and, I, and, and if he wasn't here, I'd both, get it. You both <laughs> got it. But that, you both got the freaking rare. I think I ended up draft. with like like two or three uh, foil rare King Sharks and like another one or two because yeah. I kept opening it and I was like, well, it's worked so far. Yeah. And so that rare Cyborg really slowed that team down. And if you didn't get more than two King Sharks you yeah, weren't it, able a, to get past really cyborg. Annoying. Yeah, so so for for cyborg's ability it's cyborg character dice may block an extra character die. Cyborg takes no more than 2 damage from each non-crossover character die he blocks. And as we've seen in the game there's really you don't see a lot of crossover characters. Yeah. Getting placed out, so Plus uh, he's got a he's got that energy fixer. Yeah, and he's a four five six better. defense, so it's actually pretty hard to knock him out. I think I managed to knock him out a couple times when he was on his level one. Yeah, side. level one he he can be knocked out, but level two and three is really really hard to knock him out with damage. Yep. So, um, so that so that that's one way is if you have the rare cyborg. Um, so what are some of the kind of the other counters that you could use? So one of the one two different versions of one card come to mind when I think about it, and that's the super rare Ronin and the uncommon Ronin from Civil War. Mm-hmm. So the super rare allows you to redirect any damage to him. And so if you if someone attacks with an overcrush character and you block with another character, and then you 
redirect all that damage to Ronin, you don't take any overcrush damage because technically the blocker wasn't knocked out. Yeah. Um, and then, but the probably the more efficient way to do that though is to let the overcrush character go through and redirect his whole damage exactly, to Ronin. Exactly. Yeah. Because then the, that as well. Because then that side or the um, overcrush character has to go through the opponent's. Yeah. Then it goes to the use pile. Yeah. So and then the uncommon Ronin. Similar ability is just once per turn you can knock out one of his dice to prevent all damage from one source, right? Yeah. Um, um, so, like, yeah. yeah, both of them, the, the, your strategy is to not block yeah, exactly. the overcrush character, let it go through, get it out of the field, and then reduce the damage. And that's probably one of the most effective ways to shut down overcrush because overcrush characters are usually big. They they have a whole have a big presence in the field and the person with it doesn't want that to just go to waste for no damage at all and then clog up their bag. Clog up their bag and a lot of time you're dealing with, you know, two and three to field. Yeah. You know, big, yeah, so big stats expensive. have big fielding costs. When we see her talk about overcrush, all I think about is death lock. Like that's what comes to my mind when I think about oh, that was, is that eight eight. That was such a I love that card. Three fielding costs on level three. And that's really like where that's when that set came out and he was the card to take in it. That's how I really learned how to deal with those. Yeah, and he was a common because he was six cost common. And his abilities when de- when a deathlock character die would be KO'd, you may instead pay two life to spin him up on level and then you clear all the damage from the deathlock die. Yeah, yeah, so if you block him on level two and you would knock him out. You know, he would still do any overcrush damage if it w- if there were any left to do, and then he your opponent can pay two and spin him up to level three, which is a joke. Yeah, um, eight eight is nasty. And then so like I I think even one of the even more basic ways to counter overcrush, and we kind of talked about it, is sometimes you just need to take the hit. Yeah, and, sometimes you need to take the hit. I mean, there's also like uh, there's a handful of globals that'll help you between. Blinking them out of the field and yes. and uh, buffing your defense. Yeah, so yeah, if you use the Blink Transmutation, he's not going to KO anything. Blink Transmutation only works on attacking characters, right? That's where Overcrush yeah. comes yeah, in, yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> if it worked on defensive character like blockers, then it would be terrible to take against Overcrush because then they could yeah. remove from <laughs> yeah. the field yeah. and then you no. take everything. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like blink, or even some of the you know buffing defense. Oh yeah. So that sometimes you know they're if they get their garage on that low side where he's only got like five attack or some ridiculous thing like that. I love how when if we you, talk overcrush, five attack seems to be low. If you've got yeah. if you've got something with you know four attack and you've got a couple of you know shields to buff that defense, that might be the difference for you and not getting knocked out yeah you can also try to play with some some cheap characters with big defense stats like the blob i think there's oh, a yeah. three cost blob version is... of the blob and that would be really hard to get some overcrush damage through a couple of him yeah you, then, then you're looking at like uh you pretty much have to come through with bahamut to really get through yeah. those guys because yeah. <laughs> yeah. bahamut's damage is ridiculous between overcrush and his stats and, his breath, and weapon. breath weapon three yeah if but. your opponent doesn't have a way to ping your characters too, Iron Will could be um, a viable way yeah, to go. The, Absolutely. Because the key the is they have to KO your character. So with Iron Will, if there's no way to do an extra damage to him, it's not going to KO. That overcrush isn't going to go through. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you could, I mean, I don't know, maybe you could get like some fast characters out there. Deal the damage and knock them yeah, out. Yeah, actually, depending on who they're yeah, using yeah. and what their defense like, stats I, I, are I, like. I think um, when I was using uh, what was it? It's, uh, not Scarlet Spider. Um, oh crap! What was the card that I always use all the time? Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miguel O'Hara. He had fast, but he had some beefy stats too. So yeah, a lot of the times he could knock out that your the other character before. Yeah, I think Miguel he had five get. attack on yeah. two of his sides. So if you had a couple of him out, I mean, it could be you could handle most overcrush characters. Yeah. Another thing you want to know about Overcrush, though, is if you find a good strategy to deal with it, your opponent is not going to attack you with those characters. They're going to leave them in the field. It's kind of a waiting game at that yeah. point. So, so they're going to either have to change and go to a different win condition, or they're just going to buy enough Overcrush characters to where you can't defend against it. So you need to get a win condition in place or some kind of removal to get those characters out of the field so that your opponent is not able to just build up a whole field full of overcrush characters that you can't handle. Um, so 
even though you have a Ronin in the field and if they attack, it's going to go through for nothing, they're not going to attack with that unless you force them to. So mm-hmm. maybe like a force attack would be good once you get one of these things out uh, to, to slow down the overcrush or something. But you need another way to deal with those characters. Yeah, and I was thinking we, we, went, we mentioned globals, but we didn't mention the one that I think is the most effective against um overcrush and that's the smash global or how many oh, uh, yes. how many iterations of this card do we have now three or four three um four I, so it's it's, it's four yeah, yeah but all of them are like you pay a fist target block character deals no combat damage this turn and the reason why i remember this often is because i remember oh, wait wait which one did you read <laughs> no combat damage or no damage either there's way two different either way two different versions of that card with two different wordings <laughs> on stupid global e- either, either way so they both work against yeah, overcrush but but I, I remember the reason why i remember this so well is because we were at a regionals one year um and we did a, a civil war side event and a, and the way the side events work was one and done so you if you win the match you get the bonus card if you didn't you didn't but i don't hey, want to reminisce about this event so this, this, this was great. I remember. Um, I, 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 I tearing was, up I, in some old wounds. I, I, I was sitting there next to Jared, and he manages to get, like, two Deathlock die, the common Deathlock, um, on there. And, like, he's putting his team together. I was like, I don't know what basic actions I'm going to put. So he just, I'll just grab two random ones. And one of them is Smash. Well, Smash was one of my favorite basic <laughs> actions at the time. It still kind of is. It has a special place in my heart. I really like Smash. But why in the world did you bring the counter to your team? Because what I, cause when I was <laughs> drafting, I was saying, I'm just taking the death locks to deny them to everyone else. And I was you like, got I'm like not actually going to play them, the right? death locks. And then I was thinking I was playing Russ or someone. I don't remember. You were playing Ben. I was that's, playing ben. The, that's the beauty of it. Is And I was whiffing my rules. So I was like, well, I'll buy death lock. Well, well, by Deathlock because he was a six cost and I was able to afford him. So I just bought a bunch of them and then I was obviously I'd brought Smash to deal with other people's Deathlocks and then I just ran into the problem where he just saved some fists and I'd attack and he would negate the whole thing and so I eventually did what I said before where I bought all four of my Deathlock dice and waited till he didn't have four fists to stop me. <laughs> that was that was a that was a brutal game because I remember I was right next to you guys. That was a slog. And like I was playing against Adrian. We finished our match, and you two are still going at each other. Just this. Well, I think your turn. I'd, I'd gotten <laughs> two. I'd gotten two or three of those songbirds in that draft, and so he had Deathlock, but it wasn't doing him any good because he couldn't get yeah. past it, and he was getting kind of salty because. He could lock me down for a long time. He had no way to get through to me. <laughs> yeah. He had no way to get past all my Deathlock dice and my Songbird dice in the field. There was no, he had no viable way to deal any damage to me. So it was just him waiting, taking, drawing the game out as long as he possibly could <laughs> until it was finally over. That, like, really bringing Overcrush against Overcrush can even be a somewhat viable. Like, especially if you've got a one-sided defense for it, you know, a, a Ronin or a Songbird, stacking up your overcrushers against theirs, you start attacking, chances are their overcrushers are the biggest things in the yeah, field that they're, they're saving. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to, you know, have to be a little less and, aggro. Yeah, if or, you know, they're going to have to really choose their blockers a little better because if they're blocking with their overcrushers and their overcrushers are getting knocked out and you're overcrushing on them, and then their overcrushers don't have a way to get through. You know, that obviously doesn't work when your defense is a global. But if you've got a one-sided defense, bringing overcrush can really throw a wrench in the gears against an overcrush yeah. team. Some some universal stat buffers could do a decent job, too. Anything that gives, like, all of your sidekicks, like, a plus to their defense, like maybe the sidekick Rigorous cardio, training. Rigorous training. Yeah. And then throw on one other thing that busts sidekicks. I mean, then all of your sidekicks have pl- have three defense. Isn't there something that gives all your sidekicks deadly? Am I? Uh, there's no. a Captain yeah, America there, when he's fielded. Yeah, when he's fielded. Oh, yeah. man. Wasn't he super Dude. rare? That'd be so good with. <laughs> I think it might be deadly in a force block. Would not be a bad idea either. Yeah. though. I mean, you're knocking them out, so they're going to the really that area, but... that Medusa that can block two of two characters and oh, has yeah. deadly. She would be. I mean, she's going to get knocked out pretty easily. Yeah, but, and you'd probably take some damage. But you can you can clear out two of their overcrushers and definitely get them out of the field while not taking the full brunt of it. Yeah, yeah. she's got good defense stats, right? Uh, they're okay if I remember. Yeah, it. I think yeah, so. Like a five or something. 
Um, but yeah, like, cause I'm, I'm even looking at Blind Al. You guys remember Blind Al? It's a three, four, five defense. Oh yeah. So like, just, just keep an eye. Like if you know that, you, you know, our, our normal suggestion when you go into the draft is you should probably research what cards are in the set first. So mm-hmm. if you see a lot of overcrush, you want to look for those heavy defense characters. They may not help you win the game per se, but they're sometimes good to have in that back pocket. Sometimes the best way to win is to just try not to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you mean every time I play against Zach? Just just go to time and have the most life at the end. That's what. <laughs> yeah. right. It's a viable win condition. <laughs> it's better, it's better than your back burn win up. condition. <laughs> oh, man. Cause, cause Stupid I, cube put a put a hole in that, put a stop to that. <laughs> your back burn. I wanted to make a team that killed with bag burn, but <laughs> nope. Um, all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us about how to kind of counter overcrush. So, David, I hope this segment helps you. Um, we want to hear from you if it does, or if you find some other alternatives, or if you guys have other suggestions on how to combat against overcrush, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, guys, I will talk to both of you guys in a second when we start brewing a team from a character in World Light. So I'm excited for this. All right, guys, we are back with Ken Poole and Dr. J. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Um, it is time for us to do another Brewing Buddies, and this is uh, sent in to us by Stu. So, big fan from the UK. Have you, uh, Stu, have you listened to uh, um, the Brit Roller 6 podcast, The Ministry of Dice? You should check that out, too, because they're from the UK. I'm just giving a shout-out. Is that to, racist? No, I'm just giving if a... If we had a guy named, like, Juan call in, would we tell him to listen to a Mexican podcast? No, I, I, I feel just, like maybe if it said that he's from Mexico, but yeah. that literally says he's from the, the UK. Well, yeah, I just wanted to give our buddies across the pond a shout out. Okay? They deserve it. Okay? They got a good yeah. show. So I've been playing Dice Masters for a couple <laughs> of years now, but haven't played in any proper competitive events, mainly because I struggle getting a strong team together. I'm a DC fanboy, so most of my sets are from the DC ones, which does limit the cards at my disposal. DC's cool. Um, <laughs> says the guy who bought, let's not talk about how many roll of light gravity feeds. So the team I'd like you guys to cast your expert eyes on is is my Whirl Light Supergirl Angry Alien team. I use Jimmy Olsen to reduce the purchase and fielding cost to get her out quickly. Then I'm trying to use Black Bolt, or Black Bolt King of the Inhumans and Basilisk Greater Monstrosity to clear the way for Supergirl to punch through unhindered. I also have Cyborg for shield fixing and Chalkboard to prep Supergirl. This does leave two slots free, which is where I'm struggling. I'm not sure whether I need more support pieces or another large body to add to the damage going through. Basic actions I'm running are call to action to buff Supergirl and resurrection for a little ramp. Thanks in advance and keep up the good work, Stu. So where, where would you want to start out with this? Um, I don't like the Supergirl that he's chosen for this team. I think she'd be good on a, yeah, on a different I, type of team, but if you yeah. like the Black Bolt... Yeah, and yeah I, I kind of feel like you're trying to do two different things. Yeah, and then team. so for people... That don't really jive that well together. Yeah, so for, if you're not familiar with the Supergirl that he's mentioning, it's Supergirl Angry Alien. She's a six cost, and then she has Overcrush from the Warlight, so yeah. kind of going back to her other yeah, segment. Yeah, last segment. Overcrush. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's where we're seeing a lot of conflict with him because he has the Basilisk... Um, and yeah, so the bl- Basilisk combo with Black Bolt, when Black Bolt is fielded, uh, it will force everything to block that Basilisk, and then your Overcrusher is just going through unhindered, yeah. which is cool. She does a lot of damage, but... But she's no different than a blank only, card at that point, right? But there's only one shot through, whereas if you can... Uh, I, I say... You know, Jared says, scrap that Supergirl and put in a different one. I say, scrap the Black Bolt and uh, Basilisk combo. Keep Supergirl. Let's get some blocker manipulation in there and force a sidekick to block her every turn so you're blasting through for, you know, six or seven damage, and you can keep doing that. And and to go with that strategy, I'd, I'd bring in, like, a White Tiger. Um um, giant spider because I know he, you know, he, he says he mostly has DC, but he mentioned some cone D&D of cold. I would cards. definitely yeah. bring in a cone of cold for that sweet uh, global that goes great with overcrush. Like, there's a few things. 
to to go that route and then going the other route of changing your supergirl like there's also a lot of options there yeah so if i were if if this were you know my team that i was working on i would go with the uncommon supergirl from that enraged while supergirl is active your sidekicks get plus one attack and plus two defense and then i would i I might swap out the black bolt basilisk thing for the rare madam web i mean we're talking you know um like ideally if you have these cards yeah. so you can keep the black bolt and the the deadly thing here if you want if that's all you've got but the rare madam web she basically does the same thing that black bolt and the deadly character do other than blocking out the blocking the characters it just makes everything block one character so that you can get everything else through so i might go that but if you're if you're set on the black bolt thing i would probably try to get the karnak from the Thor set that has deadly because it's a three cost. Yeah, I think it's the deadly. cheapest deadly character. So it's we know, cheaper. But... It's still going to knock out all those characters. You can still make it work. It's just cheaper. Um, and then I would probably throw something else that buffs sidekicks on that team. Um, uh, what was any that? number of Captains America? Yeah, what was yeah, it? Exactly. And then there's that Tuma uh, well, the Annihilation, uh, one of the, the thieves, right? One that, of the thieves. that gives sidekicks another plus one attack. Um, is there something oh, in was it? Was it? A, I think it's one of the Tabaxi rogues, right? No, nope. um, nope. no, no. Um, why can't I remember it? It would be NPCs. Z- it would z- boost NPCs. Z- z- on sidekicks. Zach was using. Zach likes to use it all the time. This uh, is real captivating. Human, audio, human, guys. <laughs> human Outlander. That's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah human yeah. Outlander. So while Human Outlander is active, your NPC characters get plus one attack, plus one defense. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's lots of stuff that that buffs sidekicks a little bit here and there. So if you can, if you if you have everything block that one deadly character, it's not just Supergirl that's going through at that point. It's that plus all your sidekicks. And where Ken Ken's idea is, you know, punch in every turn for six or seven damage. Yeah, this is a a one shot do twenty all in one team. Yeah, and and that's what you want if you're forcing everything to block once because yeah, I've I've used the the well it was back when uh, Deadpool set first came out and I messed around with uh, Deadpool and Medusa which thematically is great and black it also Bolt and Medusa. functions really yeah. well because she's got deadly and she can block t- uh, two characters and stuff she's a really strong utility even if you were keeping with that um, using the the deadly with Black Bolt, I would say swap out the Basilisk for Medusa because she's got better utility where she can block an additional character and stuff. Yeah. Um, with with Black Bolt, the Basilisk's second ability of assigning something to block is redundant at best and useless at worst. <laughs> um, but you, uh, with, with the Black Bolt and Medusa, there's an element of like having the stars align because you've got to have those things hit the field or you've got to have black bolt hit the field when you're ready to punch through with everything. Because once you've got black bolt in the field, if they understand your combo, they're never going to let him leave the field. Yeah. Like you are going to have a very hard time unless you've got a KO mechanic that you control. You have a really hard time getting him back out of the field. And that's why, and his thing only works on the turn that he's fielded. Yeah. And that's why I like the, the Madam web. You lose the ability to knock out all of their characters but you're going for a one-shot kill anyway, so you can leave her in the field until you're ready, and then you can activate her ability and swing in with everything. And then you know you're you you're actually making use of that Supergirl. If you're going with the common Supergirl, the enraged alien or whatever it is, angry alien, you're not getting any benefit from that overcrush on it. But if you go to the the uncommon one then you're getting a benefit once you activate that ability and force everything to block. Yeah, because I do like him using Jimmy Olsen to make her cheaper. No, uh, I love yeah, that. that. That's a great way to get her. I would look too. at these Supergirls when the set came out, and at the time, it was just too hard to buy that character and get it out. And so I'm glad they came out with Jimmy Olsen because it makes this Supergirl easier to play with, and I think she's yeah. really fun. And that being said, if you are using that Jimmy Olsen, you look at the Supermen, too, yeah, because you should look at the discounts. You should look at the other characters that are Superman affiliated. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Iron Will, which is great for defense. Um, there's the Superman that 
gets his cost reduced Cheaper by, by more well, super Jimmy friends. Jimmy Olsen only reduces the cost of Superman and Supergirl, right? And Supergirl. Yeah. And Supergirl, so, this Supergirl is not a super friend. Yeah, no, she's, she's not. She's a red but lantern. So what what you've got with uh, with the Superman that gets reduced for super friends is you've got Jimmy Olsen in the field who is reducing him by two and then Superman's own ability, which is reducing him by like another one or two, yeah, so you, yeah. bringing him down to like yeah. three. And then as soon as you've got another Superman in the field, you can buy Superman for like two after like two or three turns, yeah. which his stats are ridiculous. And I don't remember if there was any other abilities with that, but that's still just a huge body yeah. to be buying. Is at Jimmy Olsen an ally? No, I looked it up. He's uh, not an ally because that would be great, right? That would be great you, with you'd, that you'd Supergirl. Use that uncommon Supergirl and then buff him up to an attack. For, yeah. for for lethal, hopefully at that point you could use some super friend uh, allies though. There's a crypto or something that might be fun to play around with. I don't know though. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I want crypto to work, every time I look at one of them, I'm like oh, okay. <laughs> Are none of them allies? Uh, no, I thought they were. Never mind. Don't do that. Like unless I'm searching wrong in the database. But no, doesn't look there's like there's a it. fast yeah, one. Yeah, there's one that has fast, um, which mind. works. Um, so, like, so do you, do you think he needs a little ramp to go along with the team? Because it, even though she's down to four, that's still kind of expensive. I think more than ramp, he's going to want some churn, something yeah. like a chalkboard to to chalkboard his characters over, maybe like a a pepper pots to get an extra die. Something to get through your bag a little faster. I th- I think that depending on which direction you want to go, if you want to stick with overcrushing and, like I said, m- more blocker manipulation, I think ramp is the way to go so that you've got more energy to do more things. Mm-hmm. So that I, yeah. If you're going with the deadly and clearing the field, you're going to want more churn to get through to those things that you are buying. Yeah. Because that, that one's got a lot more moving parts, I think, than yeah. sticking to overcrush. Yeah, so I think the the team that I was going with Maybe some way to thin your bag, like a Professor X Global from the new X-Men set to field a sidekick, even, White even Tiger. A, even, even a create food and water, maybe. Create yeah. food and water, something to get if, those sidekicks into your field. If you're your looking bag. at you know, buffing your sidekicks that way, I mean, there's also Insect Plague. Yeah, Insect Plague. And just, <laughs> like, yeah. and just getting more sidekicks into the field and having uh, you know, yet another unblockable sidekick method. Yeah. Hey, I've won games where, like, every turn I just send a sidekick through and just chip away little by little, yeah. <laughs> two at a time. And if you've bought any of the turtle stuff, the you really ninja. can't talk about sidekicks <laughs> without mentioning that foot ninja that gets buffed anyway. Uh. So if Supergirl is, if you're using the Supergirl that buffs and you're clearing out blockers, the... That that foot ninja gets right out of control almost immediately. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to gets... I want to see who like how big somebody can get a foot ninja. <laughs> like, no. See how high you can get a foot ninja's attack, and then send him through unblocked with insect plague. It's like, and I deal you sixty-seven damage. Just, <laughs> just the thought of how big you could get it makes it kind of like it almost bums me out. <laughs> just thinking of how big it could actually be. I don't think there's anything that can double their attack, but that would be gross if you could do that. <laughs> um, so, Stu, I hope that actually will help you in terms of brewing the team because I mean we we ended up with two different teams. Yeah, I think um, I think kind approach. of the the first thing you need to do is is. Decide which direction yeah, you're going. Because you are. You're working in, in two directions that kind of don't complement each other. You know, one makes the other pointless or it hinders the other. So I think and really like challenge yourself and build them both. Play them against each other. You know, yeah, see, like, see which one you like better, both, you know, the style. Try out both styles, you know, give them give them both a shot. But I would try to focus on the board clear and focus on uh, the overcrush, but do it separately. Yeah, yeah, and Stu, I, I strongly encourage you to actually go out to these competitive events. Even though if you think your team is not quite up to stuff, go out to your weekly events. The more you play, the better you'll get at this game. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, something that I've I've told like my kids when they're doing anything, I, I always tell them, man, you, you don't get better on your good days. Yeah. You get better yeah. when you lose. You learn by losing. You uh, you see you, what works. You see what doesn't yeah. work. You know, it, and expanding your knowledge is always good. You know, knowledge is power. So 
be, yeah. you'd be able to come back stronger, whether it's refining your team or you see a new idea or whatever it is. Always, you should always try the competitive as long as, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to encourage someone to drive for 12 hours when they, when they feel like they're going to lose a bunch of games and go yeah. home empty handed. But if it's in your area, man, go for yeah, it. Yeah, de- totally. De- definitely. Cause I mean, I remember when I started, I didn't know any of you guys at all. And I'm, and I was like, I don't, you know, I, I barely, I knew the basics of the game and that's pretty much it. And I got a lot better, a lot quicker by going to the weekly events, playing against you guys. I lost a lot, but I started getting a lot of, you know, learning the skills, knowing what would work, what doesn't work, and just being able to do that experimentation. Because I know that's one of Russ's favorite things about this game is your ability to put together a team and then experiment to see what works and what doesn't and what you can tweak and change with it. Yeah. Um, so, Stu, hopefully this will help you. Let let us know what what kind of team you end up playing or if you play both of them, which one you prefer. Um, and if you guys have suggestions for this team, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, guys, thank you so much. Um, it's always a blast to kind of brew these teams, and I always like it when we actually look at some of these older cards, too, because I almost forgot about the Supergirl until he had said I, that email. In. I played with the Supergirl a little bit right when the Jimmy Olsen first came out, just kind of going... Well, that's the most versatile Supergirl with Overcrush, and then throwing in that cheap Superman. It was it was a lot of fun, and it got really out of control really fast. Yeah. Like it was looking pretty strong competitive until Cube. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so, so much down. So, Stu, yeah, let us know, and guys, I will talk to both of you later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Did we forget anything about getting around Overcrush? And how do you brew for a WKO? Let us know by shooting us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leaving it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get the episodes, and cool player resources. Make sure you check out the KO Kings Etsy shop. If you're looking for some cool custom dice bags, or some cool custom drawn cards, check out etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner. Big thanks to everybody who listens to this show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.